Welcome to Wild Baby. We're here to bring you our voice and perspective as photographers and allow a safe space for any person of color, sexual orientation, and gender identity to discuss ways that we can dismantle beauty standards and strengthen personal confidence in today's climate. First of all, let us introduce ourselves to you. I'm Maddie Wong. I'm a human mom, a plant mom, a fur mom. I'm a wife. I am also a photographer and a YouTuber. That's, I have a lot on my plate. <laughs> I'm wearing a lot of hats. But most importantly, I'm also a sex enthusiast. Not kidding. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Jay, Jay Begay. I am a photographer and creative entrepreneur. I am your biggest MVP. I will do whatever I can to make you feel comfortable and confident and own your truth. Yep. As I'm trying to do for myself. And that is me. I, I do a lot, but I'm just going to sum it up. <laughs> yeah, we, we do a lot. Like, we have a lot. We wear a lot of hats. Yes. But first, we want to say happy International Women's Day. Hey. We're honored. We are honored to be women. And as a woman, I have to remind everyone, being a woman is not defined by what's between your legs. Mm -mm. That is a form of genderism. Yeah. Which is a belief that there are only two genders, and those two genders are based on your birth sex. We are talking to everyone who identifies as a woman, because it's some powerful shit. Yep. It is. So, happy International Women's Month and day, today. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to ask you, mm -hmm. personally, what is something that you see as, like, a beauty standard today that has been affecting you, even just recently or in the past? That you have to be skinny to be beautiful. I'm also a fashion photographer. So, when we look at photos, when we look at ads, I stop looking at, oh my gosh, she, she is so beautiful. But I kind of dive into, is she beautiful or she's just skinny? Because those are two different things. Mm. I have a very hard time looking at myself as beautiful because I don't fit into the mold of beauty standards, whether it's Western beauty standard or Asian beauty standards. And those two, it was, it was hard for me to break into the norms of that because in Asia, I'm too fat. Here... I'm not tall enough. It's a very hard thing for me to break out of. So now I try to put into the perspective, is that beautiful or is that just skinny? Hmm. That's a really interesting point you put out. And I want you to talk about quickly mm -hmm. um, your background because mm -hmm. you talk about Asia. Where, where do you come from? Where are you at? I was born and raised in Indonesia. To say in the least conforming way, it was not the most positive place to grow up in. Mm -hmm. um, most of the time, I get people telling me, stop eating too much. Don't wear this. Don't wear that. Um, if I wear too much eyeliner, then I look rebellious. If I wear black nail polish, then I look like I worship the devil. I was expected to be in church every Sunday. I was expected to not rebel against any adults, even if it means they don't respect my space or they don't respect me at all. So 
yeah, that was the background that I came with. Oh, and also that gender is male and female. Mm. And if you're gay or if you swing the wrong way, you're going to hell. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like a way to dismantle the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for me, beauty standards, uh, I know showed up in my life in the past. Little bit of background for me. I am mixed. I'm a mutt. <laughs> I am Navajo and Ute, so I'm Native American. Come from Navajo Nation, but I'm also black and white. And with that comes like with a lot of identity issues mm-hmm. itself. I also have freckles, so that does not help uh, with looking like an native or mm. looking like a black woman. Like I just look like a mutt, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I like how I look. Regardless, how that shows up for me in like beauty standards is I definitely know that I had that perspective of in order to be beautiful, you are white. Mm. And in the past, I didn't see much representation for Asian communities as well as indigenous communities, except for today. But for some reason, like I didn't feel truly beautiful because I wasn't white enough. Mm. Um, I'm still very much light-skinned. I was surrounded by a white community, but I just did not feel in my element. It's taken me a really long time to feel in my element. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go back to how you have to be white to be beautiful because that's not just a Western thing. That is such an Asian thing. Like growing up in Asia, the amount of times that I get comments about, oh my gosh, you got a tan, stay home. Don't get a tan. Have a fair skin. You're you're Chinese. You need to be rich and successful. Yes. And like the color of your skin defines the status that you're in. Um, That's how it is in Asia. Also, the amount of skin whitening products that are in shelves. When you go to the store, that's all you see. Skin whitening products. Commercials and TV. Skin whitening products. And a lot of these products... They really use bleach on your skin. Not only that it's dangerous for you physically, but it's also dangerous for you mentally and emotionally. People who are who are born darker skin than other lighter skin Asians, they feel like I need these products to be able to fit into the society. Mm. And I never liked that. Um, I And I never really cared if I have a tan or not. Uh, that's interesting that you talk about like whitening products. That's definitely something that has been in the United States. It's it's not as promoted, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But like coloring agents in general. Oh my god, why? It's so toxic. Tanning. I'm still like weirded out about tanning because when as a you know person of color in the United States, you're dealt with so much discrimination um, throughout the workplace, throughout society. And for, you know, white people, they try to, they they have the privilege to be tan. Right. And they have the, they're, once you turn tan, you're just like, oh, you went to Hawaii or, Mm -hmm. oh, I see you went to Mexico, but it's not like a problem and you're not dealing with any day-to-day problems um, as you would a person of color. And so that's a problem. Like, there's a lot of double standards going on when it comes to colorism. Mm. Um, And it's very, very, yeah, like you said, like, as a white person, 
you get all these privileges by being white, yet once they get like a, that nice golden tan, they're exotic, they're beautiful. <laughs> but for people with that exact same color naturally by birth, it's not every day where you get to hear that, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. Mm. Oh my gosh, you're so exotic. I actually did get the exotic question. You did? Yes. Because I look not normal, I guess. Mm. To, I don't look like the race. Right, right. I have multiple races. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. I just don't look like it. And so I did always get like, what are you? You do look so exotic. Or, um, you know, you just look unique. Mm. And I wasn't necessarily sure if that was based on my skin tone versus the freckles and my facial right. features more than anything. But I know exactly what you mean. It's it's just they get credited for have gone someplace mm-hmm. versus a person who was just born the way they were born. Right. And that's just ridiculous. So when I was pregnant with Zoe, my concern was people worrying about her skin color Mm, because her dad is Mexican he is darker than than I am and I don't want people to be like oh my god let's hope that your baby will look like you skin tone wise as opposed to dad Mm -hmm. and I got that like I, I I really got that question coming from my my side of the family and I'm like no, it doesn't matter what her skin color is. As long as she's healthy, that's all that matters. She's beautiful no matter what. And I had to really, really had a serious conversation with my mom. I told her, I don't want, I don't want my daughter feeling rejected by birth because of, because of her skin color. I feel like that's how it is in our generation. Like, we already felt rejected by birth because of our skin color. Where we come from. Where we come from, our facial feature. um, How we act, how we talk is not the same as a Western culture. No. Like, I, that's just, that's just it, you know? Like, we need to break those concepts and ideals, or ideals, actually, Mm -hmm. of what we should all look like and to be beautiful and to be confident. Yeah, I think that's just it. We we're photographers who are, you know, being very invasive on our client. <laughs> it's invasive. And like we all understand that. Yeah. It's our job to, you know, build our communities up and figure out like why they're feeling low and then make them feel better for having found that and feeling confident and having to tell that truth and feel confident in their body, in their skin. Um, yeah, and just and just be personal in that aspect. And this is why it's so fun. This yeah. is why I'm excited is because I'm like, damn, I've always wanted to have these conversations with people and talk about it. It's, okay, so here's the thing. It's not a difficult conversation. It's an uncomfortable one, yeah, for yeah. sure. But it's not <laughs> difficult. If you come into this conversation with an open-mindedness, then I think, what we're trying to do here is successful. Yeah, we're optimizing growth. Right. Growth is not comfortable. No. That's just it. Growth is 
it, it really puts you out of the box. Let's be uncomfortable. Let's get uncomfortable. <laughs> Let's kind of undress ourselves. <laughs> because we have a lot to unpack. Yeah, that's what's so exciting and that's what's so sexy about like reclaiming that part of yourself. Like being honest and figuring out where it comes from is, is so beautiful and so, so natural and yeah, I just feel uplifted having gone through my personal experience, especially mm -hmm. photographing with you. Yeah. yeah, so I'm excited to see where your guys' thoughts are at as well. So always, always feel free to mm -hmm. chime in with some questions, comments, engage with us. Let's talk. Yeah. And if you think that, ooh, what you said is kind of like, mm, have a conversation with us. As we're, a disclaimer. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not therapists. We're not professional. We just... Two girls that love to talk. A lot of smack, <laughs> a lot of sex, <laughs> a lot of like ways to, yeah, just be beautiful and bold. Yeah. And, and we're still learning. There's still a lot to learn when it comes to subjects like this. And it's, it's normal. Everyone really starts from somewhere. Right. Like you are not born knowing. But one thing that we want to really clarify is that you are beautiful no matter what. No matter your confidence level is this high or this low, you are beautiful, period. And we embrace that. We really embrace your beauty. Well said. <laughs> now for today's affirmation. I don't need to be perfect. I just need to be good enough. And that is enough love for myself. I am doing the best I can right now with what I know and have learned. Take each day at a time, relax into the present moment, and know that all is divine. All is well, and I am right where I need to be. Stay safe. Stay sexy. Wild, Wild baby. baby. Oh, we're so cute. <laughs>